0: honor where you are on your journey. Honor where he is on his. Lay down the fear that you're going to outgrow him and then you're going to destroy your relationship and your kids for generations. Lay it down and just trust that the way that the universe is structured is for everyone's highest good and that they will either meet you on your plane or their behavior will change or they'll naturally move out of your life. Are you an ambitious, God-centered woman who is ready to live her best life now? My name is Alison Chavez, and on this podcast, I'm going to show women like you how to master your inner game so you can get out of your own way, lay down the struggle, manifest your dreams, and love life as you go. If you're ready to play the inner game to win, instead of playing it not to lose, so you can live your best life for the rest of your life, then head on over to prosperityapproach.com go and get started. Hello, prosperity seekers, and welcome to another episode of The Prosperity Approach. I am your host, Allison Chavez, and really excited for this next series of episodes where we're really going to dive into prosperity in relationships and how do we have and utilize the prosperity approach in relation to our relationships. You know, I've I've talked to so many people, hundreds and thousands of people over the years. Um, when they start learning how energy works, how vibration works, how mindset works, how powerful our thoughts are, how we actually create with our thoughts and our emotions and our beliefs, and those literally create our reality. And so many people just pick this up and they want to run with it. And then their spouse isn't on board. And so I, <laughs> I hear the question like, how do I change them, or how do I get them to see things my way, which is just the polite way of saying, "How do I change them, or how do I get them on board um also like how do i how do I get the negative people around me to not like kill my job, right, kill my vibe right like how do i how do I stay positive? When I'm in this sea of negativity and people around me, either coworkers or family or your spouse or whatever are, you know, belittling or mocking you a little bit, or like, I don't want anything to do with that because that's just corny and hokey and, and all of that. like, how, like, how do we do that? How do we navigate through that? Um, But really what it comes down to is this thinly veiled. how do I get them to change? and how do i get them to see things my way because like here's the thing as you're learning these things and as you are shifting the way that you're approaching life life is shifting how it's showing up for you and it feels so much better. There's so much relief there. You're opening up to possibility and you're allowing yourself to dream. And what happens when your husband or your spouse, your partner, I'm I'm just going to go with spouse, how come your like what happens when your spouse won't dream with you? And and sometimes they're just dream killers, not because they're evil or wicked or horrible or any of that or that they delight in dragging you down, but they want to ground you in reality. Right. And they want they want you just to like see the truth of the matter. And the fact of the matter is this. And and that and it can be it, it can be very difficult at first. It can be very intimidating at first. And so I really want to just like expand this conversation over several episodes about having really prosperous relationships. And and, and let me preface this by saying, I I'm not a psychologist, I'm not a therapist. And I have a very healthy relationship with my husband. And so, like, we don't have addictions that we have had to work through. We haven't had abuse that we've had to work through, not in our own relationship with each other. And so I understand that having an addiction is a different, a a completely different dynamic to a relationship. Abuse of any kind. And I'm sensitive to that and and I'll speak into that perhaps a little bit in this episode, but in um other episodes that that we're talking about relationships, but this is prefaced with the fact of like i'm I'm talking about two relatively emotionally mature and stable people, all right? And if you're in a relationship that is wildly dysfunctional or is abusive, it doesn't mean that this isn't going to work for you. It means that there's, there's going to be some maybe some other workarounds for you, or there's, there's a different dynamic that it is required for you to work through, all right? And so I just, I just want to address that first and foremost. So, and you know, I can only speak into my own experience with, with the whole, how do I change them or how do I get them to see things my way? How do I get them on board with me? And, and it's not that, again, it's coming from a, a sincere place in our heart. We want them to be happy. We want to be, in my language, it's a power couple. Like I've always wanted to be a power couple with my husband, Jeremy, and it looked a very specific way to me. And he was not on board with that way of being a power couple. And so like over the years, we've been married for 24 years. And over the years, we've been able to like evolve and morph what a power couple is to us and what it looks like for us. And so again, I'm just going to speak into my own experience. And so you're welcome to pick up what I am laying down in front of you and try it yourself. I had enormous success with it when I stopped fighting what was and stopped trying to get him to see things my way and allowed his journey to be his, but I also allowed my journey to be mine and i think that this is where we as women really get mucked up here like we get totally stuck here because for some reason over the centuries society has conditioned us to believe that um we are God, it sounds so politically incorrect to say it this way, but like we're less than. So we have to ask permission and we have to be subservient and we have to be compliant and we have to be submissive. And like all of those, all of those qualities, I think are necessary for each person in the partnership to bring to the table from time to time. But it seems to be that women have just picked that up and run with that for, you know, for centuries and centuries of time. And I used to do that as well. You know, if Jeremy wouldn't dream with me, then then I just can't dream. And, and I, would always, I would always honor where he was in his journey. So if he was in scarcity and if he was in fear and if he was in doubt and disbelief, I honored that and I fed into that. And we would had conversations about how hard life is and how we can't do anything until things change. But I wouldn't honor where I was in my journey. And I didn't honor where I was because I was afraid. I was afraid that if I continued to grow, that I would outgrow him. And, you know, and and please understand, this is not about me being better than anybody else, but we've all had relationships that we have outgrown. We're just expanding more and and the people, whether it's a girlfriend or whether it's a a family member, sometimes it's a spouse and like the relationship is no longer serving either partner. And so you separate. And so my fear was that I would outgrow him. And then the relationship would stagnate and then we would end up divorced. And oh, I couldn't deal with the idea of being divorced. So it was much easier because I was also conditioned in fear to just dive into that and dive into this little tiny existence and making do with what we have. And someday we'll be able to do it, but we can't do it now. And then I would, I would dive into that doubt and that fear and that let's not change anything quite yet mentality, you know, that wait and see kind of mentality. I, I dove into that. And then I just, I, I I just I, I kept learning, I kept learning, I kept growing because I was just fascinated. I was so fascinated by the whole idea of mindset and, and our thoughts, and then energy work. and And here's the the big thing about energy work. I was very, very attracted to that. Energy work saying to me. Now there's so many modalities of energy work out there. That, you know, there's there's Reiki and there's sacral cranial and there's simply healed and there's um like we can go into more Chinese medicine of like acupuncture and acupressure and you know some of those things that that are more in like the naturopathic Way, But I just, I was just fascinated with like the idea of how energy moves and how we can tap into energy. And the modality that I actually created is called energetic connections. And, and, and I was just so enthralled by energy work, but energy work was something scary because you can go off the deep end with energy work really, really quickly because you're, you're tapping into this unseen force, so to speak. I mean, let which we are <laughs> like, it's, like and and you're like we can 't see it it's not tangible, so we can certainly feel energy, and I wanted to learn how to master it, how to direct it, where it it's supposed to go, and how to raise my own vibration and to raise other people 's vibrations and 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 Jeremy and I say this with so much love and respect, and I've told this story before, so you know I'm not throwing him under any sort of a bus. He's not going to be surprised by any of this, but he just pretty much thought it was devil's work, and he thought it was he he thought it was um, a false sense of power or priesthood, and or like me trying to behave like God or pretend that I was God because he didn't understand it. And you know we've had very few fights in our marriage. We don't, I mean, have we had disagreements and arguments? Well, of course, but like fights where we don't talk for days, we have had, I can count on one hand how many we have had in in our relationship because I'm just not available to that and he isn't either, but this was one of them. (laughs) So <laughs> was one of those didn't talk for days, and so and here's the thing: I didn't know how to articulate energy work when I was first learning it. It it's hard to it's hard to really like describe what it is, other than like comparing it to. An operating system on a computer and, and we need upgrades just like computers need upgrades and they get viruses and they get bugs and they just slow down over time. And so we need to like clean out the hard drive so that we can compute things better. The computer can run faster. We change out our operating system. So that was kind of how it was explained to me. And I was trying to explain that to my husband and it was so lost in translation Ladies, it was so lost in translation. I'm trying to tell him what like muscle testing is and how we can tell whether we resonate with something based on whether our muscles hold tight or not. Like, it was just like, my wife just stepped into the twilight zone and I don't even know who she is. So, you know, in his defense, like I was not explaining it very well. And I was just like, I just want to learn this. So he doesn't have really accurate information to go on, you know, I'll own that. And it just did not sit right with him. And we were having this conversation. I wanted to take more classes. I wanted to learn more about it. And he looked at me and he said, we were starting to have an argument, starting to get pretty heated. And he said, you know what? I never thought that we would ever fight about religion. And I was like, what? <laughs> Excuse me? What? I didn't know we were talking about religion right now. And for those of you who know me at all, I mean, I I make no bones about it. I'm a God girl. I'm a Jesus girl. I'm very religious. I belong to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. I've been born and raised in that religion. My faith is part of me. It's very very important. And so, and we've raised our children up in in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I was highly offended, highly offended that he would play the we're fighting about religion card because my my testimony was still intact and my belief in our in our teachings were still intact i'm like why how are we even talking about religion and he was like you know we don't know what this is going to do the kids and i was like really you think that i would introduce something that would be harmful to our children like oh like mama bear was offended and i remember telling him well i don't know what the hell that means but this conversation is over. (laughs) And I turned around and walked away. I was so mad, so mad. And for the first time ever in our marriage, and this was in 2011. So this was 10 years ago. I threw his pillow and a blanket out of our room and down the stairs so he could sleep on the couch. Like I was having nothing to do with him because I was, I was so, I was so upset this conversation was when I really wanted to just really just start learning about this. And and in Jeremy's defense, like there are a lot of people and and energy work can get really woo-woo really fast. It can get really weird really fast. It can get you're like super mystical and like well, we don't believe in past lives or reincarnation, but like energy work can go there and like, oh, 15 lives ago when you were an Egyptian cat, you know, like it was like it can go really, really weird and people like will leave their religion and that they'll just – Connect to the divine rather than God, and like, and their journey is their journey. So, so Jeremy is like thinking about like, oh my word, my wife's gonna be like the neighborhood crazy lady, and she's gonna wear turbans and moo-moos and big, big, huge hoop earrings. <laughs> like, like, and I and I could understand that fear because that is, you know, energy work was not mainstream like it is today. But I also knew that my heart was calling me to this, like, it, and it was calling loudly, but this was not worth upsetting my marriage at the time. Because remember, I was afraid. I was afraid that if I learned too much and I grew too much, I would outgrow him. And then I would dissolve the marriage. And then I'd have my children would be in a broken home. And like, I was just, you know, going to all of the logical conclusion that happens if you honor your journey and honor somebody else's journey. (laughs) And so, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And I I look back at that version of myself with, with compassion and with a sense of humor. But I, I just shelved that conversation. Um, he did end up apologizing in, a, in an interesting way about three days later. And he's like, Well, I still stand by what I said, but I know that I offended you. And I'm sorry that I offended you. And I was just so happy to like that we were talking once again that I was like, Okay, I'm just going to like do this on the side and not really tell him about it that's not how things are meant to play out. (laughs) Not when you decide that you are an empowered person and that your journey is just as valid as somebody else's journey. And what I had been doing unbeknownst to me was making me right and him wrong. And, And, and as I just, I, as I continued to do this on the side and on my own and not talking with him about that, um, I just, I, I, was just learning so many wonderful things, and I thought, you know what? Nobody has to be right or wrong in this situation. He, he is where he is, and he's taking his journey at the pace that's right for him, and that is okay, and I'm really good at honoring that, and women are really good at honoring that with their spouses. We're not so good at honoring where we are and in our journey, and so I came to realize my journey is going to look different from his because before I was a wife and before I was a mother I'm an individual I am I'm a person and I have dreams and I have callings that are still there even with being a wife and even with being a mother and it is in in my humble professional opinion my sacred duty and obligation to answer those callings and to fulfill different missions that I am here to do. And it's being a mother and it's being a a powerful wife and it's being a, a powerful mentor and helping people understand how to end the struggle. And I'm here to bring joy to the lives of millions of people around the globe. And I can also do that and have a really powerful relationship with my husband and a really wonderful relationship with all four of our children. Um, but it wasn't until like I started to honor my journey and my pace and I wanted to go faster and my heart kept calling to me. It was actually singing to me. Now I'm a singer. And, um, if you're wondering, like, I I have been told like I'm Ariel in her forties and I totally claim that I'm like Ariel in her forties. Um, if you join my Uh, my Prosperity Experience free online challenge. I actually sing. I sing one of Ariel's songs in that challenge. Spoiler alert. If you like the conversation here, come have a deeper one with me in my free online challenge. You'll get live coaching from me as you discover how to achieve success without struggle. For more information, go to prosperityapproach.com slash challenge or stick around to the end of the episode. I realized like my journey is mine and it's I'm meant to take my journey and I get to go as fast or slow as I want the pace that is right for me. And Jeremy gets to be where he is and I get to be where I am. And so I started to honor that call. I started to honor that singing that was you know, that, that siren call. Like it was just, it filled, it filled me up and I realized I needed to have a conversation with Jeremy about that and stop apologizing and stop hiding but not try to make him see things my way, because that just was not working. You know, when somebody gives you advice you didn't ask for, you're really not that grateful for it, are you? <laughs> I'm not. He wasn't either. When it's like, you know what, you should do, I'm like, yeah, don't, don't tell me, because even if it's the greatest idea in the history of ideas, I'm not going to do it because you're telling me what to do. We all like our autonomy, and we want it. We want the idea to be ours, or at least the permission granted for somebody to show us a perhaps a. Better Better way to do it. So I had a conversation with him. And I'll be honest with you, like, I stacked the odds in my favor. And so, like, I loved on my husband real good so that he was in a really great mood. And then I was like, you know what? And and I don't think I prefaced it by saying we need to talk because those are like, we need to talk the four worst words in the human, the English language, right? We need to talk. Oh, crap, I'm in trouble, right? So so I just told him, you know, I I I really want to share this with you and I hesitate to share this with you because I know it's been a sore spot in the past, but this keeps singing to me and the singing gets louder every day. I must follow where this energy path is trying to lead me. And you don't need to go on it with me. And it's okay that you don't, but I must follow it. And when I approached that conversation with nobody is right and nobody is wrong, but this is what I must do, little did I know at the time I was stepping into what's called the empowered feminine energy. And empowered feminine makes you unstoppable. And when you're in a healthy relationship, when you are in empowered feminine, it actually triggers empowered masculine and empowered masculine is there to serve the feminine. And we can talk about this in, in other episodes, but th- like, that's where I was. And so we were cuddling and, and he said, you know what? I just don't, I don't understand about energy work. I don't know what it is that you're following. And so i like, I don't know how I feel about it. And I said, you know what? That's Okay. I don't really understand about it either, but I'm going to give you a job because here's the thing. Men love a job, right? They they must have a job to do so that they feel like they're on purpose and they're needed. And I said so this is what I need you to do for me. I'm going to explore this and I'm just going to pull on this thread and see where it takes me. And if you see me going off the deep end, I need you to lovingly lovingly pull me back. I was very clear on that. I didn't want him judging me. I didn't want him making me wrong. I wanted him to be very loving about what he was observing if I was getting off into weirdness, woo, kind of fringe out there sort of things. And when I gave him that job, he was good. He was good. He was like, all right, well, do what you need to do. Just don't tell me about it. (laughs) It was like, deal, deal, because his journey is his and my journey. Is mine. And he doesn't know my mind and he doesn't know my destiny, just like I don't know his mind and I don't know his destiny. But one thing that this required as I began to learn about energy work and what I resonated with and what I did not resonate with, and what I, and oh, it was such a beautiful leading the way God led me down this path. It was so gorgeous. I'm not going to go into it today, but it was just so delicious. It required an element of trust that I didn't realize would be required. Because here's the thing. Remember how I was afraid that I would outgrow him and then it would end our relationship and end our marriage? I had to trust that as I followed where my heart, my intuition, where the spirit was leading me, and I was feeling better and I was thinking higher thoughts and I was just like life was opening up and there there was a brightness to me that was not there before. We're all wired for those feelings. We're all wired for those higher frequencies, including our spouse that's grumpy and thinks that we're going to worship the devil, right? They're wired for that as well. And so as he saw me do that and just like naturally feeling better, talking better, like you feel it, you know, when people are positive and like you really want to be around them. He felt that, but I made it okay that he was where he was. And as I continued to learn and as I continued to grow, my language naturally changed. I started talking about things that I was grateful for. I started talking about my angels and how grateful I was for them. And and I let him rib me and I let him, you know, you know, tease me and didn't make it into anything that it wasn't. He didn't want me to share with him the things that I had learned and that was okay like 100% it was okay what i ended up doing was i made it safe for everybody to be where they were including me and i remember i remember one time we were we were driving together jeremy was driving and we hit a green light now in the past whenever i would hit a green light i'd be like oh we got a green light thanks green light angels cuz i just started seeing angels everywhere because it sure made me feel a whole lot better than feeling like i was completely alone and nobody cared and i had to figure this life out on my own right so i was like maybe i'll do a podcast on angels and how they work for me anyway uh, i would just thank my angels for everything so we hit the green light and jeremy's like hey thanks green light angels and then he goes oh man i'm starting to sound like you <laughs> like it was a bad thing but i know that he was he was just like he was just like teasing and i was just i just giggled i was like yep you know, and I, and I, and that's the way, the way that it was. And it was, and it was funny because when I learned the first modality of energy work, he didn't want to hear anything about it. And so I came home after a week long training and I didn't tell him anything about it. I like, I respected, I respected that he really wasn't interested and it was okay. I wasn't wounded. I wasn't offended. That was not his path quite yet. It was fine. It was mine. Everything was great. And so then he would, when he would, mention it. He would first started talking about voodoo. So how, how's your voodoo going? Are you practicing your voodoo? And I'm like, yep. And I love it. It's so great. Learning so many things is so much fun. And then over time it became fairy dust. It became, um, magic. Um, and then it came, it, then it became, Hey hun, i I'm having a rough day. Will you do some energy work on me? And it just was a natural progression. And so here's the thing, when you are growing, but your spouse you don't feel like is growing along with you, it's okay. We are wired for those higher vibrations. Don't try to change them. Don't try to make them see things the way you do. Just model it. Just be an example and let it be okay that they're where they're at because they'll want to join you with where you're at. It feels better to talk about possibilities and things that you're grateful for and how things are working out for you Then going into, we have no money, nothing's ever going to change, the government's corrupt, blah, 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 blah. It feels better to talk about those different things. They will naturally follow you. One of two things has to happen by law. They will either join you where you are on your frequency, or they will naturally move away from your life. Now, does this mean that your marriage will end or your partnership will end? No, it means that their behavior will change around you so that it matches your frequency. And so if they can't handle your positivity, they'll leave the room and then everybody's happy. Like it's a win-win for everyone. So honor where you are on your journey. Honor where he is on his. Lay down the fear that you're going to outgrow him and then you're going to destroy your relationship and your kids for generations. Lay it down. And just trust that the way that the universe is structured is for everyone's highest good and that they will either meet you on your plane or their behavior will change or they'll naturally move out of your life. It's so beautiful. It is so beautiful. It's so much fun. There doesn't have to be a right person and there doesn't have to be a wrong person. Everybody gets to be right. And they get to have their beliefs and they get to go into fear and doubt and disbelief or despair or frustration. They get to do that. And you also get to not participate in that if that's what you choose to do. And nobody's wrong and there's no judgment. But the best way to get them to see things your way is to allow them their pace and allow them their journey and allow you your pace and your journey. Thank you so much for being with me here today on this podcast. Come join me in the prosperity experience. We are gearing up for another free online challenge. It's called the prosperity experience, how to raise your financial frequency. You end up getting 10 days of free online coaching with me to help you raise your financial frequency help you to understand how energy works, how vibration works, how powerful you are in your thoughts. When you learn how to harness the power of your thoughts and leverage the power of the universe, that is how you let go of how. It's how you get success without struggle, where you can redesign your reality and love life as you go. So come find me on Facebook, come join the Prosperity Experience. Let me know how you feel about this podcast. What what was triggered in you? Pop that over in the Prosperity Experience. Did it raise any questions in you? Did it give you a sense of relief like it did me as I was learning these things as I, as I went along and as different things dawned on me as I went? So let me know what you think. I will connect with you over in Facebook at The Prosperity Experience, and we'll see you next time on The Prosperity Approach. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Prosperity Approach. If you haven't already, be sure to head over to prosperityapproach.com slash 52 ways and pick up your free copy of the prosperity guide. This guide will help you discover 52 different ways to dissolve fear and overwhelm, grow your wealth consciousness and experience success without struggle. Until next time, remember, the challenge is necessary on your journey to success, but the struggle isn't.